What's up, what's up, what's up? What it do? All right, guys, so this is going to be the first episode of uh, this new podcast we're doing that's actually based around a pretty popular sermon series we did at Expel. Now, if you're not familiar with Expel, it is the youth ministry at... Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. What's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, plenty. Oh. Really? No. Let's get into this. Hey, what's it? Uh, Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Were you not recording? You didn't hit the button? No. (laughs) I'm recording now. (laughs) No. My first accusatory. I was going to say, is there a, was there a paper towel? Was there a paper towel called Plenty P L E N T I? Oh, there. If there isn't, that's a miss to go against Big Bounty. That's what I was thinking. And the hunk go with Plenty. I think maybe a ding and dent had a oh, Plenty, yeah, yeah. like a gingham dressed frontier <laughs> woman. Oh, bring you know what? You know what? Not enough representation in. Logo branding, exactly, or even go classic Art Deco sort of, you know, cornucopia goddess plenty, and then it's the shittiest paper towel you've no ever doubt used about in your it. life. No doubt about it. You big paper towel family? Uh, we have them. I try not to. We have them in the house, basically, for me when I run out of toilet paper and didn't go to the store. <laughs> right or coffee filter or oh yeah uh yeah we have we always have like a six pack around but i try to go more rag rag based i'm a rag well we don't have laundry anymore so rag base is it's out it's out the window but man every time i tear a paper towel you know what i hear cha-ching oh man you don't you don't do sections i do perforate and then i take like one tent and use it <laughs> so i make that one sheet last oh it drives me nuts because uh, i just think it's it is so wasteful but we just don't have a we don't right uh, you just can't have a we've already got a stinky bag of regular laundry that we now hold for a week yeah. add a rag to put a soiled rag in there yeah. just gonna be seeping oh, yeah. whatever you're wiped up onto your clothes oh forget it yeah my wife finds out i put a rag in the laundry I'm the rag on the. Right. I'm a rag on, on the, the corner. I'm in the laundry. <laughs> oh, they're gonna find me hung like uh, Mickey No Nos or whoever it is, not in the meat locker, but hung by a. I don't Just know. by your your britches, hung for yes. breaking house rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, plenty. I just I can picture it, Casey. Oh. This podcast is a, I would say, an embarrassment. Of riches, uh, I gotta be. I'm just, I'm just a guy, so I don't know what I'm doing, doing laundry, because I'm just like, I'm just yeah, a we're guy. guys, we're guys, just a guy. guys, we're guys. Do we get into that's that? what the fucking Nazis said to each other oh, when they were yeah. smoking cigars before Crystal knocked. <laughs> we're guys, fucking, come on. Hey, we're just some guys. There's a couple of guys. I love. I hope someday you and I get cast as Nazis. <laughs> 
And that's what we bring to the table. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Just a couple of guys. We're crystal nicked here. <laughs> oh, God. I think these guys are... These guys are guys. What oh, Casey's man. alluding to, and we might as well jump into it, because we got so, first. so much to discuss. And I so desperately want to preface what we're about to talk about as... I am an artist who loves artists for art's sake. I'm a podcaster uh-huh. who loves podcasters for podcast sakes. I'm a spiritual, almost it would, could mm-hmm. say religion person or have sure, religious bases mm-hmm. that want to support other people's religions and bases for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't do that because I hate these men because oh God. not for their beliefs. Well, yes, for their beliefs, but not yes, for what they claim it. their beliefs. Uh, I think, uh, and I wanted to love these guys. I'm really oh, burying the lead. I so wanted to love them. They should have been my people. But they the, have the message, perfect voices. Yes. The sound was great. Uh-huh. They oh. both have mm-hmm. unique but very clear, yeah. defined voices, which Absolutely. obviously goes into. Their profession, so they Makes are sense. professional speakers. It's like Jordan and Tennyson or something. I forget their names. Jordan and Pippin, <laughs> I think you're looking for. <laughs> but uh, we'll get. Uh, but I can't do it because I believe they are spewing some serious misinformation. It's the worst kind and of worst mentorship. And from what it sounds like, is they have people that listen to them and. It disgusts me. It disgusts me because we like the same beverages. So they claim. <laughs> so they claim. So they I claim. feel like everybody should go out and look at this sketch from Mr. Show. It's one of my favorites. And it is where Dave or Bob Odenkirk, like these these parents pretend to be kids. Oh, God. For a, like a kid's club. <laughs> a kid's like club. after school special. <laughs> And they just obviously can't pull it off. They're like, hey, man, I love riding my scooter all damn day and and borrowing dough that I can't pay back from mom and dad. It's so perfect. Favorite visual because Odenkirk (laughs) plays the crotchety old man, thick mustache, like big bulky sweatshirt. And they do like that intro, like a Mickey Mouse clubby sort of intro. And, you know, like a middle aged woman, like. Hey, just hanging out in the grass, throwing a frisbee, and then another guy bouncing a bee ball, and then it's just Bob Odenkirk with a shitty wig on, yep. and he does a cartwheel, and the wig falls off. It's so good. That is <laughs> such a good scene, sketch. He's got the bad wig back on, and yeah, uh, it's true. That's all I could picture. Uh, so, and yeah, and you know what? The uh, Meg was like, "Well, you, they probably don't like your podcast." No shit. No shit. They don't. Of course they, they shouldn't. Of course better. they wouldn't. But I will say, I have one hundred percent confidence that you and I have good hearts and good souls, and no one should listen to a word we say. No one should yeah. follow our. No, well, we say good words, man. We're guys. But oh yeah, we're just a couple of guys. But we don't, uh, if you're listening to us for a hot preach, by the way, I didn't put this in your, they have a guy in the booth who's named Preach, and that's a cool name for a, well, we're, we're talking about the Mountain Devotional Podcast, yes. folks. This so, is a 
Yeah. I was just going to say, so last week, Hans was like, I'm about to go on a run. I think I found my new podcast. And just like you said, it's called Mountain Devotional. Great name. And I read it. I was like, oh, what a funny what a funny name for a podcast. You're like, all these dudes do apparently is talk about do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then get behind that. I clicked on it, and I was like, well, this is funny. I just want to see, get the lowdown. Because I was picturing, like, couple rude dudes with attitudes you would think with the intro music oh yeah what is like lincoln park like i think it's rage against the machine machine that started me well not off the bat but once i reflected back that they picked that song that's when i was like oh these are middle-aged soviet men trying to draft (laughs) soft-brained children so i read the the description and then of course it's like Two youth pastors sit down, discuss, and dissect do. And I was, I flipped out because I was like, Hans, while we slept, a dream leaked out of our ears and became reality. What dreams may come. And I was so hopeful that it would be silly, like waiting for Guthman, sort of Christopher Guestian levels of of silliness. Let me preface. In fact, it's like fucking righteous gemstone scumbaggery we talk about this and henning loves it i refer to it as kaufman-esque if these guys are playing a bit even if they're christians and i got nothing i got a bunch of christians in my family that are fucking cool as hell and love mountain dew and they're not turds like this you don't have to there's just something you'll get every we'll all hear it uh I'll preface it. Come at me, devotionals. Come at me, uh-huh. Pippin and Tony, or whatever the fuck your name is. Uh, <laughs> if this is a bit, your chunk chunk out parts. If this is a bit, majust because if, if it's a bit, no you're right. Tell. It is Andy Kaufman levels of brilliance. Because, like as Hans said, he sent me a supercut last night, which was the intro, which is just we're gonna listen to it, case. Shred and rock song. You and I, we're going to break it down for the audience right about now. Okay. I got it. I can play it. We'll hear it at the same time. I got starts and stops. You tell you. Here we go. I mean, I got notes. Oh, I I know you do. My arm almost fell off because I was (laughs) writing so feverishly. This is so I did listen to just like I've talked about. I'm Johnny Cash going out looking for a job, but I've actually just got a a briefcase full of hot rod magazines and peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) uh i did cut this together from episode one and two and i couldn't get myself to go beyond it because like you said only two episodes two episodes and they're 16 minute and 23 minute episode and guys i'm doubling down for you this is i listen to each of these episodes twice like 15 minutes of content Mm -hmm. and it so they come out hot Hot. You're about Immediately. to. We're about to find out. Here, I'll play the first clip for you. All right, kids. Here we go. You can't hear it. No. No. <laughs> uh. Oh no. How does that happen? Uh. Don't worry, Case. Uh. Tell me some of your notes. I can handle this. That's. This is not a problem here. This is easily oh, no. rectified. So. Uh. Not knowing what it was going to be and hoping for something a little bit goofier. Yeah. I know we're dirty, but I feel like we 
err on the side of goofiness for the most part. So I was. Ex- what do you was mean by that? For, what do you mean by that? Like, well, in comparison to what we're about to see, so. Oh, man. You can see black and white dirt guys on dirt bikes. Oh, yeah. I'm Such a sweaty a choice. Uh, what did you do? I'm, I'm going to take another swig. I'm just going to off the dome, just tell you what's coming. Off the dome, my favorite. <laughs> Look out. Leather couch, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw some back here. I don't spend a lot of time looking at the bottle. Slurps. I spend a lot of time chugging the bottle. Go, 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 go. Chugging? Uh, All right, Jordan, love you, brother. You know the 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 leader that you are. You've already kind of oh. steered this and a you know a, towards Christ. I can't help and, it. And um, you know, I was, <laughs> I was thinking that this portion of the episode would be uh. the more serious point, but I, I I love I love how you were able to work it into the the you know the funny the goof section of the the podcast. That goof but, section. You know, the, and goof that's section. just a good way to reach reach the people, right? Uh, we want to get real about our faith, and we want to bring the, the do thankful circle, God, and we just want to let you in tonight, and we just oh. want to feel your presence. Are you there, you. God? So just, it's just me, too. Fill our cup. Do you want to skateboard cup. with me, the, the God? Our cup is half full, uh. half full. It's overflowing, and the, the, my cup runneth over. Uh, live wire, an energetic an unpredictable person. I love this, oh, and I'll okay. pause it. But no, oh, no, does this, that yeah. make you think of anybody? Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, there it, it is. It, it, to be honest with you, it come, I think of a lot of people uh, when when I read oh, that. Okay, sure, but I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I mean, there should have been. It, it, that doesn't just scream me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, <laughs> you know, think of some of these uh, retreats. You know, I bust out, I, I bust into the room, and I got my face painted for no reason. <laughs> okay. I have a lot more. Obviously, the audio-wise, it might be too weird for people to hear. Uh, but you know, you listen, you'll have coldies, and we can drop it in. Maybe oh, I yeah. can hit play off and on here. But who, baby? It. Oh, yeah. I don't want people to think. That's why we. I'm. We will defend ourselves. Of course. We're not bagging on two. No, that's why I have words. other clips here, which we're gonna have to play because it'll have. It just sounds like we're bagging on. Guys who are, who are guys. guys. All right, just hear guys. the guys clip. Let's the guys just clip the guys, is two minutes. Yeah. We got to do the guys clip. Here you go. All right, guys. So this is the first episode, and this is what we're calling the Mountain Dew Devotional Series, because obviously we're big do heads, big do guys around here. Do guys, do heads, do guys, whatever. Okay, I'm a guy. Look, I'm a guy, so yeah. I drink Mountain Dew. There's, right. The, it's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. So guys what? just want to be guys and crack open some dudes. Right. Look, I'm a guy, and you know what? I <laughs> chug it down. I slam it down. I mean, I listen. As a guy, I can appreciate That's the burn. Crazy. Some people. As a gallop, guy that likes know? guys, I'm a, I'm a I like gallop. to chug. I'm a guy. I love. I gallop. We want to be energetic, <laughs> thirsty uh, boys. We want to be unpredictable. You know, kind of like how Jordan, I had no idea he was going to be 
guzzling dew right in there. Serious <laughs> part of my, <laughs> my so I got a bottle of dew in my hand. What am I supposed to do? I mean, Not we chug the, it? We let the guy get no. up on stage twice no. a week and nobody interrupts him. I have my, you know, I worked on, I worked on <laughs> I putting love this together part. before <laughs> you came over. And Look, I'm a guy. I'm a guy who wants your respect. But I you have my respect, you know that. A guy that wants respect. Right? I mean, we're, we're guys. Hey, and that, you know what? That's Guys are going to hey. butt heads, you know? We're out. Uh, wow, you know, you got two big silverback gorillas here. Huh? Oh, it is what it is. Tangent alert. Okay. <laughs> Let, listen. I've been emboldened by the church as the leader of our house. She knows that we discuss this. This is our role. And I'm a guy. I, I'm, I'm a guy. I make a mess. You know, I get, I get into trouble. (laughs) Clean it up. Nothing crazy. You know, revelation is a man's book of the Bible. Oh yeah. (laughs) Most of them are, but this one is a man. Most of them are. Kind of gritty, (laughs) knocked down, you know, get some dust in your face. Or you can imagine because I hate, Grocery shopping and and oh, Sarah always does it. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's, wah, not, it's not a place for guys. No. And and I hope you know that I'm saying this in the spirit of fun. But the first time I saw Major Melons, it was a life changing experience for me too. <laughs> okay, okay. Now now I'm certain a lot of our listener guys <laughs> listeners can, can oh, appreciate God. that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's just a tiny snippet of why these guys and my mic buzz there. Of why these guys drive me nuts because they're giving their youth pastors and they're giving their uh-huh. parishioners or youth group like just this horrible message, uh, misogynist message. Make obviously, I got it, doesn't matter if you have daughters or not. I was just like, just fuck you guys, because they're doing it in a way that I can see impressionable youth group kids, church kids going like yeah oh god and they're the kids that fucking grow up and they're fucking i gotta deal with it in my life in the fucking grocery line they're raising my pains in the ass for my uh, life yeah, i'm yes, selfish because these guys and are... that was the beautiful trajectory because it started and i was like these couple goofs yeah we're gonna like i thought ooh the burn yeah i drink it because the burn <laughs> ooh, i'm a guy ooh, i'm a guy <laughs> A lot of slurping. I was like, okay, it's going to be silly. And then yeah. immediately it was just like the dynamic of the one guy forcing his ego on clearly the subservient right. duo. Probably the guy who's just the guy, the guy that sets up all of the tech shit. Well, yeah. So I know a little more about the dynamics is one is the main youth pastor uh-huh. and the other dude is like his assistant because he's he doesn't speak on stage or anything assistant and he to um, the or mentee master. or whatever the fuck you're called mentee. Oh, mentee. That's perfect. he is a fucking mentee mentee you sound like a mentee so these mentees so that's just the tiny snip and you're like well they're just fucking goofballs these guys these guys have a, a part in here and we'll play it for you at the end of the podcast because we don't need the hiccups and and if you're like well these why are, we're just guys ragging on guys. That's what we sound just like. Guys All right. guys they have this amazing bit called like do call or something. Do call in or something. And I call it an amazing yes. bit because if I wrote it, I would be on Saturday Night Live right now because it is executed so yeah. perfect 
if it were not real, but it's real, so it's mortifying. So they oh here I'll I'll preset it up because it please do it gets horny. There's a reason they come to this piece of mail in this conversation. Oh yeah, so they're in the middle of code red lamenting the current state of the world, where things are at. And I know it's been hard on churches because it's if you can't gather anywhere, you need to gather in church. So they're uh, and that's their frame of mind. They lost their audience. Yeah, they got no connection to society. Mm-hmm. So they're like, it's nice that we're getting back together, talking to the kids, seeing the youths, but they got those masks on. Man, it's rough. It's hard to make a connection. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I get it. Difficult, I guess. Fair it's enough. Just, yeah. Nice to see those faces. It's nice to be back in the church and see all the. And I wrote it down, and they go into this about like, oh, and some faces more than the others, and it's like, <laughs> and then it was certain healthy ladies yeah. in big church. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I was gonna bring it in. I was like, those words so good. Again, big can't church. be written better because that's what in that's what. Me calls it when I'm 10. Am I going to (laughs) little kid Sunday school or big church today? But these are Mm -hmm. grown men. And they say, look, you know, I can't wait to see the kids without their masks on. So the transition is so harsh and unsettling because it's so quick. And then he goes, oh, yeah, a certain lovely ladies there in big church. Healthy ladies. Healthy Healthy ladies. So we know what they're referring to. That. Ugh. That is not... It's so, gross enough when somebody's like, "Ooh, you got to meet a chick at church." Like when you're youth pastor, youth pastor, because you know they're fucking kind of like repressed. So the shit sure. they get into in their minds oh, makes my get, mind get look, into it. Yeah, because they start with the healthy I ladies. Know, I know, and then they go into this conversation. As you heard them do, they're just guy guys. We're just a couple We're guys. guys. What do guys, guys do? Do guys? And this is. I was annoyed, and now this, like that shit about the you're the man of the house and you don't clean or grocery oh, shop yeah. because somehow that is beneath any being. Right. Um, I was like, mm, eh, no, I don't agree with that. And then they get into this healthy ladies in big church, and then the wimpy <laughs> title of the guy, episode healthy ladies in big church healthy ladies in big church the <laughs> wimpy guy goes if I'm out and I see. Uh, a nice looking lady. I gotta look. And then the other guy's like, "Yeah, we're a couple guys." He's couple like, "We're guys." And what that's not against God. If God made those ladies for us to look at, and then of course they always we're preface, appreciating God's glory. And then he prefaces looking. to his wife, who's probably hanging by the rafters by now. I I hope not. I hope she's oh, just yeah. The way the guy just because she's the- like, and when Stephanie, you know, notices me looking, she knows I'm a guy. Oh, guys, God, that's what guy. I wrote down. But I'm, and then they go. I, I don't His phrasing was, yet. "When I'm out with Heather, oh, Heather. and I see a total babe, <laughs> I gotta look. <laughs> it's just part of God's beautiful creation, Heather. You be. I'm gonna look because I'm a dog. I'm a guy. I'm a dog. I'm a horn dog. So you, they use horn dog later. That's the next part. That's the next phrase. He goes." I can't help it. God made his horn dog. Oh, <laughs> God. So just that right there, I challenge you to put our podcast perpendicular. Does that mean they go the straight same way? 
or parallel? Parallel. We're per- definitely perpendicular, but I, I yeah. challenge you to put us parallel to their podcast, and you and I are talking chindos, we're talking wi- chindos out the windows, whatever, all in right. pure joy, because... These guys are awful people. I don't know what to, I don't know how to justify it. You could, from a layman out of context, be like, uh-huh. they're talking about dildos. But I would never fucking tell my wife I want to look at this chick's melons and it's okay. <laughs> right. And I would and never think her- that. I would honestly never think that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's just an awful. I, it's like that you just put your brain somewhere. Yeah. Like, sure, if you observe in passing like yeah you see people all the fucking time of course you see attractive women you see attractive men yeah i'm not doing the oh good you check out that hunk yeah but babe, I, total babe but i also <laughs> feel like you're not like holding back your wolf auga with all your might you know what i mean shaking sweating oh yeah how easy is it to go that's an attractive woman that's a good looking yeah. dude i like those jean shorts I, those are cool shoes and then you oh, go yeah. about your day because your your brain isn't fucking held by these chains that you put on yourself that just wants to break. So the moment you can, because you have a mic in front of you and you're on the cool oh. do devotional podcast, you're like, <laughs> and then they fucking you probably got notes. They try and fucking justify it oh, by saying God. like because they want to talk to their youth, right? They want to talk to uh-huh. their young mm-hmm. parishioners. And the whole episode is based on the Mountain Dew flavor, Code Red. Right. So they and frame it like people's Code Reds are different. Yeah. That they're like, what's your trigger? You know, that's Code Red. But they don't name any other triggers. They only talk about being oogling and masturbation. Off. Yeah. Because they go into a tangent and they're like, internet's so easy, so it's out there. <laughs> it's like, you're being, like, I know we share. Some people may say we overshare, but sure. at least we're honest. Yeah. So they're trying to sermonize. Instead of admitting, yeah, they exactly. go online and masturbate to pornography. Furiously. You know it. Just, just fucking dumping well, dew on their sweaty sent heads. His wife Heather out to get groceries so he can jerk off in the 20 minutes it takes her to get there and back. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> jerk off in the toilet. Because that's what I feel he does. Is like, because maybe he holds back even looking at pornography. He's seen a few clips and he holds them in his brain the same way oh. I are uh, uh, sliced alone held onto that woman in cliffhanger before he dropped her. <laughs> just holds onto those clips in his heads. And just looks at the wall over the toilet. Just, yeah. I have to feel like it's water. like last episode. He just always look looking out. You always catch him looking wistfully out the window into the backyard. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what are you thinking, hon? And he's like, I mow. Got to mow. And you know he's got a fucking buried treasure trove. Oh, of yeah. Confiscated pornography from all those church trips. My favorite. Oh, I'm around all these kids. My favorite visual is from Follow Me Here. I don't know how many times you've seen them film The Firm. But uh, yes. there's a wonderful actor in The Firm. He's a character actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was great. Wilford Sleepers, Not Brim. Younger guy. He's a lawyer who now realizes he's in too deep. And he can't get out. And other lawyers are getting killed. And 
uh, they go over to see him and there's just been like a boat accident. Everybody thinks it's just mm-hmm. a boat accident that killed these lawyers, but he's too far on the inside. So he knows that his firm works for the mob and the mob had them killed. So he's just sitting in the lawn with his legs crossed, drinking a beer and the sprinklers going and the sprinklers just hitting him on the leg, leg, leg. And he's just looking off into space and he's like, yeah, so they want you to drop off your, your papers for your student loans. They don't think you should have to pay those. And it's just hitting him. It's just like, oh my God, that's where this guy is. But his brain is in the most voracious misogynist oh, yeah. Bill Cosby like <clears throat> fucking take my flight out. So they Bullshit. get into this thing like we said it's all masked and like not admitted. Right. He's like we uh, everybody's got code reds. We as Lee and he uses this phrase so much that I just yeah! we're leaders of the church and our home. And then he just keeps going on about that and like kind of admitting like Jerking off's okay, and he for does him, it for them, for him. Because there's but then we get into the true, true Kaufman esque part it that is fucking had me in stitches. Absolutely. Fantastic. So they talk about fantastic. How? Oh, sorry. Let me find it. You can you can kind of set it up, but I know I can what find it. What pisses me off is he keeps saying that. Yeah, getting there. Okay. Well, because we're the we're the leaders okay. of the church. Okay. And you know, kind mm-hmm. of and I don't well, want to say what about. we say goes, but we're we're giving you straight from the word of God. Okay. Oh. And, and I feel like our given our <laughs> age compared to the flock God that King. we oversee, we we have been through some stuff. We are wiser. We can flirt with the gray areas a little more this than is... the, the kids can. <laughs> exactly, because they're so teeth. black and white now. The whole PC movement so and everything. Oh, yeah, this know. is great. We <laughs> 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 need a safe space. Yeah, that, that whole what thing. It's so you. black and white with them now that they're... And it turns these kids upside down, you know? They, they, yeah, they don't that's know what does it. How, to, how to walk Not that line. Message. Yeah, and it's like total snowflake. More like a blizzard. Okay. So we challenged our flock. This is it, Casey. And and by flock, I don't just mean our youth group. I also mean the podcast listeners, too. At this point, we're mostly just our youth group kids. But we're branching out. We're we're going. We asked him to provide us some questions regarding Code Red or or some experiences in our lives. My Code Red is not your Code Red. We want to hear what your Code Red is. It doesn't have to be lost every time. Sure. And so, you know, we did. We we skimmed through some of these. Some of them you could see right from the gate. You just. Yeah, I mean, it's like talking dumb. I'm not going to read that. Yeah. So, I, but I, you know, I thought it might be fun to just kind of pick one out of the hat here and just go for it. Because we're, you know, this is what we do. We think on our feet. We're guys. We're tough. You know, we we throw me a challenge and I'm going to, I'm going to tackle it. Yeah. That's your style. So I'm just picking one (laughs) out here. Yeah, man. That's your style. Okay. Got an email here from Daniel Reeves. Love that kid. Good kid, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Danny. Danny Danny boy. Danny boy. Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. He, uh, you guys, some of you may know him from the youth group band. Oh, he guys, do you know him? He's the bass player. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. I didn't know him, but I know he plays bass. Okay. In my best narrator voice. What's up, guys? Loving the podcast so far. Super fun concept. Anyway... I'm hitting a point in my life where I'm really struggling with lust and masturbation. 
this is a little sensitive, so I'd really appreciate it if you didn't use my name. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes the urge feels We're talking about where I live or what I do in the church, life. so you know Please exactly. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for that email. Name again, right after you read it. Again. I just want to again. the word for Daniel real quick, if I can. Again. Um, <laughs> And thank oh, you for, yeah. for being candid with us. We, we really he wasn't. appreciate you bringing your entire person to the podcast. Oh, your whole self. Thank you. This is Matthew 5, 28. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Amen. Stick that scripture up well, your fucking ass, buttholes. That's all you've been like talking said, about. It mostly applies to the teenagers. Yeah. Ah. We're, we're married men. <laughs> and we're leaders. And we, we, we've, we've walked the walk for a long time. Absolutely. And, yeah. and we can flirt with the gray areas because Keep we know how to shit. get the train Ew. back on the track. Absolutely. And we, you know, we just, we have the experience. We know what we're about. We know how, you know, we know what makes yeah, us we tick. We know what you're we know about what, too. Buddy. What's good and bad. And that's the thing about, you know. I know what makes you tick. <laughs> some people do. Some some oh. people don't. Sarah seems to not know. It. Oh, okay. gross. Well, that's a, we'll get into that alpha mic. Okay. Oh, Great good. I yeah, can't you. wait to hear about your wife and how she <laughs> pleasures you. Thank you. See, it, like, I want so these if two guys tied up in a shed. Yeah. I want to beat them with the hose wearing a rubber Satan mask and crotchless panties. I'll show you who a guy's guy is, you fucking scums. That, I wish I, I again, I just wish I wrote that because it's so right. It's so, it's so fucking perfect. Th- they're even such the little monsters. You Monsters! Totally are, Their bass yeah. player, who's probably fucking 14, wrote into them about fucking jerking off that they already make him feel this weird level of shame that he's probably gonna need therapy to drop. And then they fucking... Ooh, slap with your beers! <laughs> and that's even beers. worse. These, that's what I'm saying. These are the guys you gotta stand behind at the fucking bank or the ATM or whatever. Ugh. Uh, I, I gotta say, that is one of the better things in there that I love and just from a more abstract like a character thing right just the constant referencing of a movie or a TV show line that nobody knows oh or you kind of vaguely know from something long time ago they're like the movie guys I hate movie guys uh but and again, they dropped a, something. Two things I dropped in there because I was just jealous. Is one after one episode, they got their own podcast studio because they're part of some weird church called. Doesn't matter, but that throws money. That gets a fucking shit ton of money, probably. Um, and then the other thing is, their go-to action star was uh, Danny Glover, Danny three-headed beast with two machine guns <laughs> from Revelations. I'm down with that. I'm down with that if you are like a joyous person that has joy in your heart and you're not like, I'm a fucking guy. So Revelations is for guys. The best. My only pull is fucking Danny Glover because I haven't watched anything but pornography for 19 years. And I'm not gay. I'm a guy who likes to chug even when it hurts my throat. Oh, Yeah, they're fucking throats. So... Everybody take with that what you will, but um It really I was know. I don't know. It was it, it was, it was characters there. The I just love the and they would love the comparison, not the little guy, the alpha beta oh, yeah. 
fucking dynamic they have. Like, I'm a guy who just wants respect. <laughs> the guy's like, look you, another dude. Yeah, he has a he has a bit in there. Oh, now we're just. He has a bit in there, and you'll you fucking you'll all hear this. But where he's like, "Hey, I got a funny story." He's like, "So why are we doing Code Red this week?" He's like, "Oh, oh God, really yes. funny story, man. Note. I actually went to the store to get Code Live Red Wire to get Live Wire, but then I got Code Red because I did all this research on Code Red for episode one, and then you said, even though you didn't do any of the work, we're doing Live Wire, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's hilarious, man." Oh, because he, he makes a joke. Then I had to go back and get some actual live wire when they had it. And the other guy goes, must be made of money. Because <laughs> he bought two God. cases of do. So good. good. God. So uh, that is Hans and I from the multiverse plucked. Yes. Um, there's enough parallels between both. We talk about church a lot. Talk about sodas a lot. But we respect our wives and, <laughs> and every and other human beings. Uh, well, but God. that captive audience, man, I, it could have gotten. They could have been I'll take us. a youth group. If we any didn't have bubblegum and cotton candy in our ears at Lutheran Church of Our Redeemer, we could have gone down that line of that youth group comedy where, hey, man, I like do, I like hard rock. Don't masturbate or you'll go to hell. My wife's a real rag. Speaking of rags. No, uh, it's just... Mm, uh, I feel like I'm very much like you when it comes to religion. Like, I don't... I just like when people are like, no, nah, what I say goes uh, even when I am breaking the rules. Like, he reads that passage from Matthew and then has the balls to just be like, well, not for me, though. <laughs> I was like, bitch, don't cover your neighbor's wife as one of the fucking deadly sins, you idiot. Oh, uh, yeah. They are so fuck, and don't fucking. I don't want you looking at my kid without a mask, you fucking cretin. Take the mask down, why don't you? I'm a guy. Oh, can you? Would you imagine you go to this church? Yes. You send your kids to this youth pastor. Yes. Right. You're not sending kids to go see Hans and Casey at their podcast church, the Church of Dom, because you know better. Yeah. Yeah. Not until they're eighteen, son. But you're sending them to this church, and you fucking get in. You're like, oh, they're doing a Mountain Dew cast? That's fun. Let's listen to it as a family. And you <laughs> looking over at your wife like, holy shit. But you know what? I'm missing the point because they're probably just as indoctrinated. It sounds sounds good to me. Right. You hear that, honey? I do hate shopping. A bung. You hear that, honey? Sarah don't know how to please her man. Sounds like someone I know. Ugh. God almighty. Oof, just no a pun lot. intended. It's just a lot. Speaking of a lot. And I love bringing God down to like, please watch over my Mountain Dew podcast. See, I love that. Join us. That's what it I should do. I'm down with that. God needs to look up, look over my Dew and my cast, man. But he's too busy fucking shedding a tear for people drinking Dew in his name and that... <laughs> shamble of a podcast we know where god <laughs> lies he's sitting right next to me can't wait for the hispanic soda segment can't wait for me to uh step on my own fucking tail my own words and have to backpedal we know where oh, yeah we at. got that old testament god sitting in on it it's like t talk about dirty shit 
Speak. I'm Old Testament God. We, uh, we've been trying to get some I'm sponsorship. Uh, yes. hard transition. And I'm sad to say, just like they were sad to say, they reached out to Mountain mm-hmm. Dew. And they didn't hear back. We reached out to Hustler, and we didn't hear back. Ah, uh, well, happens to the best of us. It does. I got to tell you, speaking of being open, I, I love that even Hustler, the most notorious uh, pornography mag, gentleman's magazine, right? The one that shows it down and dirty. You sure? Not just. They were like, yeah, that's bad for our image. <laughs> and then you, you look, you get your little photo loop out as you're looking at negatives of men and women with their butt cheeks spread as wide <laughs> as they can get them. No, no, I'd rather not have them as a sponsor. Bring me more butt cheek negatives. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I didn't reach. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch it. I didn't reach out to Hustler because I was like, let's see some major melons. Hustler was started by a guy named mm-hmm. uh, You're talking to Preach right now. Hustler oh, yeah. was started by a guy named Larry Flint, who yeah. down the line you would find out is in my opinion top ten spokespeople for free speech. Oh, easily. Easily, right? He got shot in the spine by a devotional guy. Yeah. So he, this guy, went to bat for the ability to say and do anything. Sidebar. I don't know his personal proclivities, whether he was abusive, and I don't know the ins and outs of the origins of the models for the magazine as to whether they had their own autonomy or not. Because I don't mm-hmm. believe in yeah. unsolicited objectification. But sure. yeah, yeah. I believe in free speech, the ability to print anything you want, say anything you want, even these douchebags on the devotional podcast, sure, because they put it out there, just like we put it out there, to fucking get hammered down by anybody. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but... I still so that's the reason to reach out. Like if that guy can fucking do whatever he wants, we need somebody mm-hmm. in our court like that. And then the other thing is, I think now, and people correct me if I'm wrong, that the models for that magazine or website or whatever, both men and women and trans people or whoever, do have their own autonomy. To be like, I'm gonna fucking spread these fucking cheeks mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah, you gotta sign a all con- day contracts involved. So all kinds of yes, and if there's anything inappropriate, which is weird to think oh, about, but if anything inappropriate goes on oh, in those photo shoots, they better have the right. They better have sexual I harassment contracts. Just got the greatest, <laughs> sketchiest sketch idea right. of all time. <laughs> it's the Day one intro, you just sign a contract with Hustler as a model, but you got to go through that first day super corporate training. Oh, God, that's fucking But it's also through the prism of Hustler. That's like... So the teacher comes in, just hard dick, no pants, to talk about, like, 
you know, uh, OSHA violations. <laughs> Can't get. <laughs> hey, I'm not getting on that ladder unless I have a harness. You read the safety for my, protocols for my erection, please. <laughs> the ladder for my erection. Uh, the um, <laughs> it's a bunch of guys dangling, oh. trying to paint. No pants, no shirt. Oh, that's so funny. I just picture the like, you know, they're on the shoot. Guys it's and just, gals got their leg dildo, up over it's their got shoulder. The roller on it, so he's painting with the paint roller, but it's just <laughs> clattering on the vibrating fucking, dildo. Just every orifice open, and then they're doing the shoot, and then somebody's like, "Hey, you know, Tanya's or Tanya Tina's got a." That's a real great ridges on top. And they're like, hold on, hold on. So you used to go to insensitivity training. You said melons. Those are breasts that are pressed against that bucket of slops in that big (laughs) trough. Is this a guy mopping with a fucking uh, mannequin leg that has a sexy stocking on it? Oh, God, that is funny. But that being said. I don't think it's so weird to reach out to that publication because they have no. no representation in the podcast realm. We can represent free speech. Do you think anybody wants, do you think they would oh, ever just... send a fucking uh, uh, model or hustler maid or what, what? what's a hustler man or woman called? I don't know. Hustly? Mentee? Do <laughs> you think they'd ever work. send a mentee, mentee our way to get interviewed? <laughs> no, they just put a fucking Larry. stamp. And Larry let Flint's us say mentee. whatever we want. Comes down to sit in on the cast. I mean, it's got a ring to it. Hustler presents jerk practice. Done, baby. It is. I, I sent him. I sent a, a high quality pitch to Hustler Magazine. And I'm not saying we're out of the water yet. You know, it's been five days. <laughs> Was there a response to you? Send nudes. The issue is <laughs> when I sent the proposal. <laughs> it did go under a very broad email of I didn't get my magazine. I <laughs> I have a so comment. it was a letter to the editor, but then also an app job application on the back half. Yeah, yeah, letter to my editor. I didn't get my full subscription this year. Uh, advertisers. Um, proposal. It's the whole thing. So I and it was it was a it was a, I added some humor into mm-hmm. it. I added some put your fist in the air. I said we'd spread yeah. our butt cheeks for the right price. Because Pod, video price. podcasts are vidcasts now. So, and if we want to win those going. awards, we got sp- the glass stool cam. Oh, you see my sweaty ass on a. For an entire podcast. And that's the thing. I'm, I made it clear. I don't. Well, I didn't make anything clear. I think I, I tried <laughs> to make things clear enough that we don't want to be the glass stool cast. Because some of the people dominating the podcast sphere are the same people that, you know, Pippin and Roy from the Dewcast are tuning into when their wives are out. Just getting away from them. Because it's like. You know, I'm horny and I'm Lena. You know, <laughs> horny and Lena. Yes, <laughs> bring it back, baby. So you, <laughs> you got horny and Lena, and you know they. It's basically like the fake penthouse letters. Like some guy uh-huh. calls in, your the bass player calls in, is like, and he asks you not to read his name, but you read his name and address, and right? 
splash a picture of him before he But he tells a story about how he was just practicing his bass one night in the basement. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, the landlady some, came the land, down. The, the, yeah, the basement started flooding. And a plummet came over. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one thing turned to the other. And oh, that's the she was plucking my strings. Giant work coat. Like the jumpsuit, so you're like, well, whatever. Get that sewer water on it. Help! Can you help me with this? Unzip it, and it's like, ooh, la la. Is plumber? Has that been a? Has that been a go-to in the industry? Probably. I feel like it. Yeah, it's an it's, it's, a, a, it's a classic, cheap joke about like plumbing the to your pipes tubes or whatever. Tubes. Yeah, that just goes to show why I call a plumber to fix my sink. <laughs> I think the tubes are broken, sir. I think the tubes are what do you broken. Do? Just, I think you called you, the wrong number. I think you want the. I think you want the, hustler. The, the <laughs> I think you didn't get your mag epi- ep- issue to hustler. So, if anybody out there has got a good word, put it in. Is that still a thing in New York? I remember hearing about the uh, topless maids. Oh, I don't know. I know. Yeah, the that's naked right. Cleaning service. I don't see why not. Well, it struck I, me as I, a it, little dangerous. Well, beyond it just strikes me as I don't even want to be home. I don't. I wouldn't want to be home with a fully nude maid. Let alone, I don't want to be home with a topped, full top with topless bottom. I don't be home with a maid at all. Period. I'm super embarrassed. Now, yeah, I want to be out of the house. I don't even want to know my the maid's name. I don't my maid. I don't even like it. I don't want a maid. I'd rather maid. live in filth, like. Who's who are those guys that just lived in Long Island and didn't clean their house forever? There were some band who just were like, "We're done making music. We're just going to be pigs." So they bought this huge mansion in Long Island and then just ordered food and didn't was it clean Eddie up Vedder? their. Yeah, no, no, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van, Van Halen. Halen. They just moved from room to room, filling it with filth until basically they had to condemn this mansion. <laughs> they only hired topless maids yeah. who they actually made clean with no clothes, like. I know I there's a, a um I need a shirt. There's a service here that's kinda like a like a hunky dude made, hunky cleaners. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's probably topless too. It just sounds like you got cleaners out. It sounds there. like it's rashy, right? And Oh god, it sounds awful. Yeah. Heavy? Cause we just hear about it because Ash went to uh theater school so you i would always hear like friends of friends started this topless cleaning lady service and they make a money a couple times and i was like you can be a struggling actor but nah nah just work at one of those diners where you sing show tunes yeah and i only say that again you said like dangerous not just for the clorox not for the bleach and ammonia issues who's calling a topless maid Let's be honest. Again, here. I'm not. You guys, all the internet at your fingertips. They're the creeps that are too nervous to just call a sex worker, so they call a topless maid. That's worse to me, right? I think so. Just go for the just. Do like our old pal Bukizi. Blow your life savings, but just get a just get a proper escort. Yeah, just get an escort. And one one nice here. suit, one nice suit. That's yeah. it. 
Well, and don't hold on to those suits. If you don't have a roof over your head, you better not have a suit on your body. All right? Sell your suits. Just a tent made out of Armani. <laughs> Leave is the bags a, on them. Leave the bags on them. Is that an Armani tent? Yeah, they only offered me 900 for it. This is a $19,000 suit in 1981. <laughs> it's got wow, those shouldery as shoulder pads. Hey, uh. Quick, I got this uh, roast beef. I want to. Can I see those pleats so I can cut it really thin here? <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God. Um, oh, since we were on, uh, I was just looking at my notes. Yeah. We've spoken about faith and the devotionals. When we yes. were in Indiana staying with my mother in law, I caught this commercial and it had the. Like a high-end political commercial. It was like black and white, you know, guy pounding a hammer. And then Mm -hmm. just a white text that said, us. And like people marching and protesting, us. A a woman and her children, us. And I was like, oh, it must be a local political commercial. And then they flashed another image, like another working class Every person image, yeah, and the us stayed on the screen, mm-hmm. and then yellow font faded up, and it was G's. So it was like, it was basically a political commercial for Jesus. Oh, was, it was Jesus like, or cheese? Jesus? No, Jesus, as in oh, Christ. See, right? It was a com- it was a commercial for church. Wow, <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was like, that's a lot of money, and we're starting to see a rollout of a. Church commercials now? Church commercials, huh? I guess if you got it. Aren't they like cigarettes? They're not allowed to? Or no? Because they, right? they don't like pay a taxes. Beer commercial. That's Bring some bullshit right there. I want a church commercial. I want beer commercials. Fucking cigarettes. Smoking bars. Combo. You, you can have your church commercials. But I want cigarette commercials too. And I want a mix of both. You know that mm-hmm. is some serious bullshit. The whole religion not paying taxes shit. Oh, yeah. That's crazy, right? It just like kind of mm-hmm. washed over me as you were just saying it. Like, of course they have money to make a commercial. Commercials are fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. Why don't they pay taxes again? It's a, because it it's is a... It's a loophole. It's separation. It's truly separation of church mm-hmm. and state. Because they don't have to pay the fucking state. No, they don't pay anybody. No wonder these fucking tools have a podcast studio. But preach, and they have their own booth guy. They got their own wing on that church just for podcasts. It's right next to the vert ramp. <laughs> the trampoline experience. Where, with Just filthy with magazines underneath. Oh, yeah. No, oh. no, no, I'll clean the trampoline space. Don't worry about it. What did Meg and I just saw? We saw something, and it was incredible. And it was like a dateline or something, and it was about like this bad divorce, and they were looking at the ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. And the reason they were thinking it was the ex-spouse is because um, she, th- before they got divorced, she told on him at work he was a judge. And she walked into the judge's chamber, uh-huh. and he was fucking looking at pornography Eesh. in the chamber. No Mm -hmm. telling if he had cheeks out or anything like that. Right, right. But she fucking... On company time. They were married. That's what happened. They were a married couple, and she's like, you're fucked. 
and she went to the fucking bigs. They got his computer records. They went to the big judge. The, the they big went court? to big court. <laughs> they went to big court. <laughs> took their masks off, and they got his like. Re- he had to fucking. He's out. No more judge. Oof. But that's a hard firing because they're like, yeah, you were looking at porn in your office. In your office. Which is, you know, judges us right behind the Ugh. the bench. You're like, what are you, Kevin Spacey from American Beauty? Yeah. Like, you pitiful fucker. Yeah, but he didn't kill her, though. It was her best friend or something. But but he could. He sh- I'm not surprised. He, I'm su- that's not surprised. a lot. Yeah. That's to. I mean, I don't, I don't condone that type of behavior, obviously. But wow, they really took him down. Um. Well, let's talk about that behavior. It's not. It's his office. Uh-huh. It was yeah, yeah. after hours. But you're yeah, saying company sure. time because it's company equipment? I can't. Do you want to? He's I a mean, sociopath because you... he didn't lock the door. One. Right. Like, or put your shoes in front of the door at least. Yeah. But do the old so your wife just trips over the shoes and you're like, oh, a rump, a rump. Yeah, I mean. No, I... I'm looking at the box score of the Cardinals game. I don't condone it, but I don't disdone it. I'm saying, I don't know. If, it's, I guess, if he's like, like, court adjourned, we'll be back after lunch. Eh, no thanks. Shaking hands, but it's at the end of the night. I, what if it's his own laptop? I'm using company needle, network. It's a needle that moves. If let's say you're there after hours, there's no one there. I'm not condoning it, but the needle gets closer to being less scummy, less black and white. But you're in an office that true. is cleaned by someone. That's true. And that someone is paid by tax money. That's true. Your internet you're using? Tax money. That's true. Yeah, but... Who knows what lousy viruses you got on that computer? What if he's... All right, so he's looking at that. All right, we don't know what he's looking at. Probably a, the plumber video we were talking about. <laughs> Plumet. Plumet. Lighten the internet of fire. Plumet 2. Riding <laughs> tubes. Um... <laughs> All right, but let's say she, let's say he's looking at a do. Let's say he's listening mm-hmm. to a devotional podcast mm-hmm. in a government building. Sure, separation church and state, using taxpayers' internet to watch non-tax paid religion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In work, because uh, I didn't I say mean... he was skanking his rank here. Okay. Well, if you're not skanking your rank, then. <laughs> Hands off the gavel, Judge. Hands off the gavel. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I fall on that one. I don't uh, think if I, guess I walked in. I if you were in... looking, it, now it's a matter of taste. Mm, tasteless. If it's legal pornography, gotten through legal means, of course. signed off the hard hustler contract. Yeah. And you're looking. Yeah. Mm. Do I look down my nose at you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit at your partner? You walk in on your partner? Would you tell your partner's boss? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm telling on you! That's fucked up. She must have hated See, that's him. like, I was just going to say, there's a lot more going on if you're going to get your, your spouse, your cohabit cohabitation partner, fired from their livelihood. Big Sounds one. like he's an old guy. What's he going to do? Start over, work at Starbucks? Yeah, and that's on collecting the... carts at the Whole Foods. I mean, you know, lawyers talk. Oof, yeah, you ain't working in this town again. Oh brother. yeah, 
and that'd Ooh. probably follow you. Ooh, that's a good. That's like the start of a good, like hard-boiled noir movie or TV show. Judge gets the boot, looking at dirty movies. Relocate to a small dusty town. Got to clean up that town, but that porno just hanging over your head, bro. Yeah, that's interesting. It would have to start like because you have to like the character. You can, you can again, you can turn your nose down anybody, but. Maybe he just opened the wrong link, as oh, they all say. If that wasn't what he said the moment he saw that face come through the door. Anyone else, he could say, get the fuck out. And he was like, get the fuck. Look at this. E- Tony, the email guy, got me again. He sends me a happy birthday card, but I open it up and it's dirty thread. These janitors, they're dirt bags here. It's a guy I sent away to the pen, <laughs> sending me, trying to, in dirty movies. No, I never. It was a criminal that sent it. A criminal. That's the ex-con I like. I don't want to see you blowing up a judge's car. I want your plot to be, I'm going <laughs> right. to send him a dirty link that it's he's just... going to think is open, and then at the same time, I'm going to report him to the authorities. Gonna call They're going to look up his records. It's like a very tame Cape Fear. Very, yes. Well, it's like a very, it's Cape Fear meets The Staircase. Yes. Kind yes. of. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, you were talking about, uh, hey, transition. Hey. You were talking about, um, you were in Indiana, and I'd love mm-hmm. to hear more about wherever you were, where you went to the weirdest presidential memorabilia yes, yes, museum we, I've ever seen. Uh, which is brill- great. Oh, it was it was fantastic. And again, like that podcast, I was like, this exhibit was made for Hans and I. Right. So well, we were visiting my mother-in-law practice. in Evansville, Indiana, which is like the southern tippy, tippy tip of Indiana, like across the river is Kentucky. So it's right. very, like, industrial, very southern. I don't know why I'm prefacing all this with this. The Rust um, Belt. Young Rust Belt. So just down the street is, uh, they have a, their history museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were doing a, uh, like, a, a local comic con that we saw. We were at the Children's Museum, and they had a little thing. We were like, oh, cool. it's a fun thing to do on a Saturday. It's hot as balls. And we just need to get out of the apartment. So we walked down there. And I was just, I was just laughing hysterically because there's a comic con going on, and there are people in costumes and booths, and all my daughter wants to do is go look at trains. Sure. And then all I want to do is go look at things signed by presidents. And I was like, "Get your comic books and games and costumes out of my way." I'm trying to read about this check that Harry Truman signed. <laughs> no, it's so awesome. Good. So it's just this collection of I love it. Bits of ephemera from every president that they signed. So I took so pictures cool. of of like all of our fave presidents and then the ones that I thought were the funniest because most of them are just, you know, like John Adams was he signed a like a treaty. So it was a signed Thing. So a lot of them are just like the president had to sign off on this. Sure. Sign their name. File it away. Yeah. And now this guy 
I think it was just this one guy's collection that was so impressive that they're like, okay, we'll Wait, put it in the museum. What was the Buchanan? Uh, Nothing? Blank space? No, nah, the Buchanan's was a note. Like a very <laughs> short note to like his mentee. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know, yeah, about sure. lunch. Uh, and the, so I was like, oh, Lincoln, Lincoln. Ah, Lincoln's was exactly what you'd expect from how popular he is. It was a note written by Speed to somebody that he didn't have time to write, so he just, like a celebrity. He's like, can you sign this, Abe? Toss it off. Get out of here. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we got, <laughs> the two best ones that I sent you was, uh, Ulysses S. Grant was this beautiful Victorian headshot. U.S. Grant just scrawled on it. I was I like, it's the first headshot. Presidential He just headshot. gave it to somebody. And then the other headshot was fucking Nixie. Oh, that's right. Nixon's was a signed headshot. Like, as we got more modern, everything started to feel, you're like, this mass feels produced. right. Yeah, they got a little more mass produced. Like, there was like, Reagan's was a signed photo of him and a couple other guys. Same with Carter. But then once you hit H.W. Uh, uh, Bush, mm-hmm. his was a fucking photo of him as captain of the Yale baseball team accepting an award from Babe Ruth. Accepting an award from Babe Ruth? From Babe Ruth, yeah. Or they were giving Babe Ruth an, a baseball award or something. Oh, H.W., not W. H.W., uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. My, my math was. So it's Spry Young, Herbert Walker. like He was, yeah. Looking very elegant in his baseball uniform. And I was like, that fits for him. Like, it's a little bit of ego. He gets to flex a little. Like, look, I'm fucking with Babe Ruth. I was that good at baseball. Yeah, and sure he was. knowledge and riches. I could be in Ooh, Yale. Riches. Ah, riches. So then the next to him, obviously, was Clinton. And Clinton's was perfect because his was a note to a joke writer for a speech. Like, fix this joke? Just like, it was like the sheets from his speech with joke notes written in. Oh, and then he amazing. had a little like, thanks for the gags, bro. <laughs> the goofs. Uh, yeah, so it was just like super cool. That is amazing. And then Obama's was just a picture of the cover of his book that he signed. <laughs> Makes like, sense. Okay. <laughs> Trump, probably just the same thing, an autograph. I didn't think they had a Trump in there yet. Oh, come on. It's down in Mar-a-Lago still. Jeez. Oh, he's got it in the bunker, skunker. Uh, oh, no, so God. it was really funny just to see all these cool bits of, and there were like campaign buttons. Like, there were real cool ones, and then there was a lot of just, as you would expect. Sure. Super... Oh, that is a cool collection. That's a good way to um, cap a collection. Because a, co- a collection can go on forever. You and I know you're yeah. a completist. But say, like like I say, like I collect presidential memorabilia. And I got, got a, there's a shit ton of Kennedy. Shit ton, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get rushed with the stuff. But if you just go for something hot and specific from one of each... It's a good way oh, to yeah. go. They had a bookmark that had like George W's face or George Washington's face on it. A bookmark? But not signed. <laughs> Look like they a, didn't have G.W.'s no, no. autograph. Did no, they? no. That's what I was like. Where do you sign it? And they're like, this is just the oldest piece of campaign. Ah, uh, like, 
things oh, we the have. The old bookmark, huh? I wish it was a glittery stick. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you would have then you would have been I'm dreaming. I'm in a dream. I can't. This is not happening. This is not happening. Uh, Robin Williams is going to come and put paint on my in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, free speech. If church, yeah, there was a tangent. Church tax free when I'm mayor of the mm-hmm. United States. Oh yeah. Churches are going to pay their fucking fair share of taxes for Christ for God's sake. And smoking's back in bars. Mm-hmm. Smoking's back to 18. Eh. There you go. Yeah, all right, I'm sticking with smoking's 18. Booze are 18. That's sure, right. Why not? why not? You can go to war. You can have a, have a, beer, a beer with your dad. <laughs> I don't know what rhymes. I, I need a camp. I need a joke, man, like Clinton. If you can go to war, <laughs> you should be able to have four and legally still drive. <laughs> but don't drive. No, no driving. Well, I would extend. But then are you going to raise the driving age to 50? Uh, no, but I will. Uh, I will say that I liked this. It goes a bit far, but I think we can handle it, especially if churches start paying taxes and we can fund our government better. Doug Stanhope has a great point about uh, the universal drinking uh, ABV limit when you're mm-hmm. driving. Yeah. What's that called? Blowing, you're blowing. The, oh, your blood alcohol. Your blood alcohol. It's universal. Doug Stanhope has a good point that you should be able to go to an institution and slowly raise your blood alcohol level and like show tests. your competence at driving. So when oh. you present your license, oh, you're fine, sir. You can handle a, a machinery at a blood alcohol your, level your level. one, two. Your level. Your level license. I don't that mind is that. awesome because now there has to be an academic place. And you could see it like cut out of brick and marble. That is the Institute for Drinking Affairs, and there's just empty bottles and cigarettes on top of it. And you so go and good. take, like, drinking tests. Sure. And just do lots of chugging. We all know the person that can not, should not be driving after no beers, oh, let yeah, alone yeah. one beer. And then you know the person that's fucking way too fine after drinking their face off. Yeah, yeah. They're um, even, man. Can so, I see your ID? Oh, yeah, he's good. He's got a. He took the test. Whoa, that's a good level, brother. Oh, um, if you can get licensed, just run your own scummy business where you give the the drinking card. Sure. The drunk driving card. I guess it would could be like a doctor, like you were getting your weed license forever. Hey, what do you got? Bad joints. All right. Oh, the booze doctor. The booze doctor. <laughs> so booze doctors are in. Lowering the limit. Cigarette ads on TV, which means church ads can stay on mm-hmm. TV. Oh yeah. Sure, I'm running on that because I got to get people from both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. But you got to pay taxes. <laughs> they might still be. I'll be like, look, you guys can keep doing what you're already allowed to do, but I am going to take away the taxes. I'm going to take away. <laughs> you're going to pay me a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, oh, but then the other thing, I'm just not a big regulation guy. This passed in New York this week. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Ready whip. You have to be 21 oh, years of age. Yeah, yeah. Because of the. Whip it, right? Because you just you, you just put the, hit it. Whip it. Um, that's too much for me. 
What do you think? I I agree. I think. Well, I have. I'm hot for this fucking bullshit. But I told you so. I'm gonna tell you what you can and can't do. So yeah. Regulation. So we're coming back from my mother-in-law's, and it is fucking sweltering there. Yeah. Fucking sweltering. So we get in the car, we're packing, and I'm like, this sucker just blowing, blowing hot, blowing hot. And then the uh, thermostat that, which is fucking useless, who gives a shit, but that reads the exterior temperature, isn't reading anything. So I was like, maybe that's why I can't. So we're driving back from Evansville, Indiana. It's fucking 100 degrees and the fucking windows are down. So it's just fucking misery fucking misery so we come back the first thing we do the next day is to take the car in because the check engine light comes on so you take it in and they're like oh yeah we replaced the oil i checked i did the dumb dad thing i checked the coolant that i thought and i was like "Eh, it's at it's above minimum it's not full what's that minimum Um, maximum thing anyway yeah just gonna leave it i'm just gonna leave it i couldn't find any coolant at the gas station we went to so i was like we're taking it in tomorrow so you take it in, and it's really not a problem. Like we changed the oil, checked the tires, you know, did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, we found the problem. The reason your air conditioner won't work. They're like, the unit itself is fine, but I don't know. You you had told us that the thermostat inside is on the fritz. They're like, well, that's connected to a sensor outside the car, which is in your left passenger side mirror. And they're like, yeah, that sensor's bunk. So we're going to have to replace it. And I was like, okay. Like, okay, cool. They're like, normally 50 bucks. I was like, oh, fuck. Ash and I are like, okay, what are you going to tell me? A hundred? Eight hundred. Fuck. Eight hundred. So I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So does this, do we have to do this? And the guy's like, if you want AC, because the fucking car's AC is hooked to this bunk sensor, the bunk sensor's telling the car that it's 30 degrees outside. Uh. So the car goes, nope, you can't have the AC on. Yeah. I know better than you do. $800. And I was like, I'm going to smash this fucking sensor. Like, I just want it. It was like, why can't I just circumvent turn... Like, what was wrong with the old unit where you just turn it on or turn it off? Right. No, no, no. I don't want you freezing to death, idiot. Because you (laughs) don't know the difference between hot and cold. Because the inverse, the guy said it could easily have happened if it was reading hot and it's cold out. We couldn't have turned the fucking heater on. Right. So you could have died if you got stalled on the side of the road. Yes. That really because for whatever fucking reason they have to have a sensor hooked up to it for just the stupid artifice of being able to see what the temperature is outside inside, which does nothing for you ever, and it's never right. It's never fucking right. And everybody has a phone. Get rid of it. Fucking get rid of it. Yeah, how can I don't want it? What is it? I just fucking hot wire. I wish I knew how to do things. I just like. Are you paying eight hundred dollars to fix the AC? I, we have to. Yeah, because you need AC, right? We need AC, and Fuck. Ashley's, while we were there, Ashley's mom got injured, so we're having to go back and forth. Uh, yeah, I know. 
more more frequently than we normally would. And Evansville is just hot. It's so hot. So we need to get it fixed if we're going to do these trips. You're the guy I'm running for. You're the exactly. type of guy you're, I'm you're looking for. out for me. Yeah, that that shit is done. If I find out that the like company is pulling bullshit, I'm never buying a fucking car with a computer. You've in it said that. ever again. You've said ever that. again. There's this beautiful car that our neighbor parks outside. It's like a 19. It's like a Corvair or something. He works for. Mm-hmm. He actually does like props for movies. Oh, so, right. You know, oh, yeah, like, you mentioned yeah. when you moved in. So, you know, these they need certain cars, and he pulls them out of, like, a like a garage they keep, like, mm-hmm. uptown or something. It's all these old, beautiful cars, and you're just like, that's it. Like, that's as simple as you need, right? I could take that $800 and put it into someone fixing an old engine. Like, I know it'll it, cost lots of money, but just... Yeah. I know it'll work, and I can find someone to fix it. <laughs> Tell me what's wrong with it when it doesn't start. Name Not, one thing uh, that you would miss without having. And I guess you didn't need a computer for. You didn't need a computer to have electric windows, right? No, it's just wired to the batteries. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's why. So, yeah, you know, let's go back. So like you there's still electricity go back in about the car. Years. Yeah, you I just don't it. want shit like that. Battery. God, I'm an idiot. Because yes. they made a shitty car. One shitty feature on the car, and it takes down half of the car's capability. That is so interesting. You want to hear a really cool story I just heard? Um, Because I'm going to tell you. Uh, There is a fantastic podcast out there on Pushkin Industries. Doesn't matter. I can't give him a plug because I can't remember it. This guy is fantastic. And he breaks down events in history... That went totally fuck up because of a small clerical Mm -hmm. error or a small thing. Now, have you heard of the Regency Hyatt 1981 Skyway collapse? Hmm. So in Kansas City, they, this architect designed this beautiful, I think it's 81, you know, your Kansas City. We're getting the fucking top notch hotel. You know, hotels are such garbage now, but even back in 81, it was like, a hotel was like a destination, right? Right, it's an attraction. And that's still, it's the early 80s, so vacationing is still really regional. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're like, I'm going to Kansas City. They have a baseball team. They have an amusement park. And we're, dad's going to a convention in Kansas City, staying at the new Regency. So, yeah, this beautiful structure gets built. And the town kind of coalesces around it because the way it works is it's basically all glass around it. So you can see Mm -hmm. around the city if you go up on certain floors, right? And they build these skyways that are basically like they're three skyways and they're basically all glass too. So you're just walking out onto nothing, what it feels like, right? And underneath, because the way they built it, you don't need like these these, um, uh, columns and everything. The entire lobby just becomes this huge dance floor. So they it's just become the place to go mm-hmm. to dance and ballroom dance. And they just, you get dressed mm-hmm. up, you black tie it, like, you know. Harken to the days of old. Yes. So it, it's 1981. This thing's just been built. It's only three months old. <clears throat> These fucking skyways fall at 7 ah! p.m. 
when the dance floor is packed, 114 people lose their lives. Each of those columns, each of those skyways, by the way, imagine what's falling down. Two of them fell. One of them stays. Steel glass. 60 tons each. Oh, my God. 120 tons of structure fell onto this. fuck. Um, That's like a fucking asteroid. Oh, it's tragic. And they're all glass, right? So what happens? That glass becomes Uh. like a fucking shrapnel bomb. So here's... It was described the best way. That's why this this guy is uh, uh, a great storyteller that I can't promote. But just go to Pushkin Industries. You'll see it. Um, What happened is you have three columns and two of them are right on top of each other. So follow Mm -hmm. me here. These columns, what you have are these long steel poles that are attached to the roof that go straight down. And both of these columns are on the same poles. You put the one skyway up, and then you have a nut, basically, underneath that holds that skyway, halfway up the the pole, right? Mm -hmm. And then, underneath it, you put the next skyway up onto the same poles, and then you put a nut under there. So it's two skyways on the same pole, right? So the ceiling is holding both of those structures. So, last minute, these fucking lazy construction guys were like... Man, it's real hard to get a nut in the center to hold that first one and then put the other girder, the other skyway underneath it. What if we just put one pole down to the first one and then put another pole from the second from the one pole from the ceiling to the first one and then another pole from the first one to the second one so we don't have to worry about putting that center nut. And he described it like this. Whereas before, so Casey and I, you and I are on one rope. You're on a knot on the top of the rope. I'm on a knot on the other rope and it's tied to a tree. And together we swing out and the tree is holding our weight. But I'm like, ah, the the rope's too long. Casey, let's cut the rope in half. You still hold on to what you're holding on to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tie this other half rope around your foot. (laughs) <laughs> and then we're gonna come out oh yeah. so the oh you're gonna rip is, my leg off so now this girder this walkway is not equipped to hold the weight of yeah. that because only the building was equipped to hold the weight of everything so slowly that shit just buckled all because oh, one guy's God. like it's just real hard to get that nut and i, I want to finish this project early he, basically just that's all it was ew ew is right Oh, man. Well, that's a perfect transition for a note I have. Ash and I watched this series before we left for Indiana. I don't know if you've watched it yet. It's the um, Trainwreck Woodstock 99. No, I haven't. I've only seen Yeah, I know what you're talking Uh, about, but I haven't seen it. I will say we watched because they did uh, a documentary on HBO that was also about Woodstock 99, which is kind of why I hesitated. I was like, we already saw a documentary about that. Uh, this one is so much more in depth because, and they just, I'll just lay it out for you. Like, it's a similar thing to what you described. So, everybody knows what Woodstock is. Sure. Summer of Love, one of the guys, the, or the guy who created it was like, I guess, I, I vaguely remember 1994, they tried to revive Woodstock. Sure kind of a debacle wasn't super like promoted but it had music acts i guess it rained a lot it was muddy 
Like and the first Woodstock. So, right. And they're like, yeah, but this didn't, there was no sun. It wasn't as funny as uh, fun as the first Woodstock. Dank. Yeah, sure. So Dream. they were coming up on the 30th anniversary in 1999. And the guy, the one of the creators of Woodstock was like, let's do it again. And his justification was very, it's a great justification. He was saying, he has kids and his kids were our age because we were in high school in 1999. He was like, I feel like we need to bring Woodstock back because we need that connection and that love and togetherness because this is post Columbine and all these school shootings. So he was like, I want to give kids what I had when I was in my 20s. Like this feeling of connecting with right. your, your fellow men, men and sure. women, unity, bonding around music. So very high-minded stuff, very hippie stuff, healing mm-hmm. stuff. Not a bad idea. Uh, but much like these girders, whether he did it on purpose or he was a rube, doesn't matter. Hired the shysters of shysters. Oh, help him put on the show because he, he's like, I didn't really... Because he obviously hasn't listened to music since 1969. I he was like, say, yeah. I don't know any any bands. Uh, so I got to get a partner. He gets a partner in this guy who's like a booker who did uh, Rolling Stone shows, like big stadium shows, puts huge shows together. Uh, it's like, oh, I got the connections. I'll partner with you. I can get the music. So, of course, they book Woodstock 99. And the list of acts is comedic. In its structure, because you got Kid Rock, you got Limp Biscuit, you have Corn. Corn, I was gonna say. You yeah. have Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. All this hard, aggressive music, and then folded in between like a sandwich stack, you have Jewel, mm. and, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Cheryl Crow. Oh, the Crow, huh? Uh, so they book the show, and then it, you just slowly watch it devolve because they immediately start cutting corners. Uh, so they start farming out, like, and they took over at this giant sprawling military base. Was it in so Woodstock? No, it was in another city in um, nor- uh, northern New York. Okay. Uh, there was a closed military base, so they're like, we got infrastructure, there's a hospital there, we have, like, you know, hangars we can do stuff in. And immediately you just start to see it go. What are you you guys fucking doing? What are you guys fucking doing? What are you guys fucking doing? So they charge out the ass for these tickets. They get in this. I just start like, (sighs) because they have all this great footage of our contemporaries, kids our age. Like, got my ticket. Let's go. (laughs) And it's immediately, you can see it in the faces of people with tickets. Like you don't get, the Woodstock vibe this guy's trying to put down. Right. So it's 250,000 people oh on an abandoned military base. Uh, they confiscated all their food and all their water. I heard about that. Made yeah. them buy it all. And there's no shade. Oof. And the only facilities are fucking porta potties as far as the eye can see. <sighs> Oh man, were they it not? Ex- is, they pre-sold tickets, so they were expecting two hundred fifty thousand people. Two hundred and a quarter of a million people, <laughs> affluent on a people, military, affluent kids, all kids, all kids, and they show <laughs> scenes. And I'd forget, like, because 
and they're like, for the, and they have this killer awesome, because it was sponsored by MTV. It was a huge thing. <laughs> right. And they I show remember. clips of the live feed, and I remember Carson Daly's up there trying to host Total Request Live, and people are like, fuck, yo, fuck, yo, <laughs> and they're like throwing rocks at him. I was like, oh, I remember seeing that in real time. Oh, God, Carson. Uh, yeah, so it's just you watch humans slowly become humans and like Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Fliesy and like they're covered in mud and they're like breaking pipes just to get water and then like the water's tainted. Oh. <laughs> like It's just so like they have this and they what what's cool is they got these group of kids that were there. So they kind of are the through thread of the documentary. Sure. They interview the two main guys and then these like five kids who are now adults. So you see clips and they're kids who were featured like on MTV or as I was just going to say, they sold pay-per-view if you couldn't go. Okay. And so they talked to the guy who filmed that and immediately Ash and I just both went, holy shit, I forgot that was a thing. It's just Girls Gone Wild, but Woodstock. So this guy ends up kind of being like a reporter behind enemy lines because he's there just to film salacious shit like naked chicks, naked dudes, people doing drugs, people fucking drinking. Oh, because it's pay-per-view so you can show anything you want. Yeah, show anything you want. So like his job is to do that Girls Gone Wild thing of like, woo, spray her some more, dude. And then it slowly goes down where he starts to be like, hey, can you not surround that woman anymore, please? Like, he becomes like a war correspondent as shit starts to break down. And he was like the bro-y host, and then he becomes this very... (laughs) No! He's just (laughs) old enough to be like this. Back up! (laughs) And to the credit of humanity, most people relent, but there's a whole section where they're just like, it's just a bunch of clips of like, a girl's shirt, topless, and just like some random hand just goes. Ugh, ugh. It's so it, it, it's done well because they're like this shit wouldn't happen today, right? They're like, thankfully, we as a culture have evolved enough to where women don't feel like they need to be at that point, and men, some men still do, obviously the well, de- devotionals. We all, we all heard it. If you want to go to Woodstock '99, just go to. For some reason, I feel like these guys are in Denver. I don't know. I just got a Denver vibe. Uh, but no, cool. it's it's totally worth watching. It's really well done. Believe it. And they talk to a lot Sounds of the acts crazy. that were there, like, and just the slow escalation of fucking like I, I forgot how much I do not care for Limp Biscuit. Oof. They, and they uh, get a good chunk, and they uh, are skunks. I'm sure. Uh, the, so the only relation is some people that we he was in your grade is a real piece of shit. I'll definitely bleep his name because maybe because most likely he's <laughs> rectified. But uh, what was his name? Uh, God, he was. I think he was even extra shitty to you, his brother. Oh, oh shit! What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'll cut the part <laughs> and the last name part uh, but i won't because this is new time baby no uh he was a very aggressive individual meanie man and anyways he was he that's was like, all a, like like a mean snake yeah he like was very when you like walking serpentine. through the underbrush 
And like, I, cause I just rem- very distinctly remember like, they're like, yeah, he just punched some guy in the hallway in the face. Yeah, you don't want to make past. eye contact on him. He's such a fucking loose wire. And that's what I picture when you said tickets were so expensive and stuff because he went. And that's what I see is like the affluent, yeah, like oh, yeah. spoiled kids that, of course, are going to be fucking just out of control because they don't know consequence either. So, yeah, he came back. And, of course, everybody was like, you know, I was aware <gasps> of the news reeling it, how horrendous it all went and he's like it was the best time we there was porta potty on fire he's just like ugh fuck you dude oh yeah um it no it and that they lay it out they're like the biggest bands in the world were all these new metal aggro like geared towards you know white suburban teenagers in the late 90s so super aggressive like yeah, but I like some, like Corn. That... I really, I actually really like Corn. They actually have, I think, a new album and a new. Uh, they're on tour or something, and you can listen to them. They're very aggressive, but there's actually some like depth to their. Uh, oh yeah, the lead wrong. singer. He's one of the Talking Heads in it. Oh yeah, because he's, he's, he's just really like, really yeah, interesting guy. Jonathan something. And he's a nerd, and he had like his mic stand designed by the guy who designed. The oh, H.R. Geiger! Yeah, I love that shit. But yeah, and I forgot the bass player in Corn wears like black a eyes. black kung fu outfit and paints his face, <laughs> and only wears black eye contacts, right? Or is that yeah, Limp Biscuit? Yeah. That's Limp Biscuit, right? No, Where those dudes are bro house brosers. That's the thing about Limp Biscuit is, yeah, they were like had kind of a similar. Wait, is the Agro paint face sound. guy in? I, don't know. I think Black Eye guy was Limp Biscuit, but I don't. Know. But yeah, their songs were like about like you know, pussy and shit, and I use that word because it's their word. I don't know. I don't. I think <laughs> they corn's say word. I didn't want to say cookie, not corn's word. Blimp Biscuit's word. Oh, Blimp Biscuit's corn, word. They rap nookie. About, uh, Did nookie. it all for the nookie, brah. Uh, uh, the nookie, uh, brah. That's like the guy who fucking orders a topless maid. If you're gonna say uh-huh. we did it all for the nookie. Say you did it all for the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's Ducast. I, that's what I bet. They have one time where they're like, they go, uh, they go, oh, I'm rich! And they don't finish it, and they fucking crack themselves up. Just let like, it Chappelle, hang. man, Chappelle. Oh, Chappelle was the best. I'm rich! I... Long pause. Yeah, Chappelle's so good, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you're, they you're leave it to the listener. Nookie, you're the kind of cretin that gets a topless maid instead of Paying a sex worker appropriately and just under protection. Yes, yes. Um, the name of that podcast I mentioned was Cautionary Tales with Tim Harford. Highly recommended. Cool. Super interesting. Very little cool. nuggets. Thirty minute episodes. Um, I got uh, two things. Don't mm-hmm. have to do them both. Don't have to do neither because I'm not pushing my due partner across the way. I got a new soda sitting next to me. Want to try Fantastic. that? I guess to kind of cap it. If, if we started with dude, the soda, we can end, end with, with the some soda. soda. And, and then I have a children's song, but I'm still working on that. Getting so much shit from my family. I crushed a children's Take song. I crushed it in 15 minutes. The amount of ire and disdain I get for. So my wife, who's a, a brilliant musician and songwriter, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, she stews and she takes her time and she's working on a project for children's music 
And she's like, I don't know. She's working with somebody and I, they want a, a great message, which is just like mm-hmm. you said, Harvey likes trains. Well, um, historically or patriarchally, trains are for boys and dolls right, are yeah. for girls. Get All a right, pony. So you're trying to blend it, right? Because it's not for anybody. So I fucking come up with gold and the mockery and the 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 shaming i get don't from judge not this just cake it's still in the it's still in the oven so it's still in the per- preliminary stages i'll give it to you you can give me a breakdown i'm going well first i'll crack a soda while i need some I'm liquid chugger. courage before you uh present uh, this is an apple flavored soda called postabon you actually see it pretty often it is a product of milton new york bottled in brooklyn baby hey. Oh, it's so good. So is it? good. The thing about apple is it's not a green apple, which I like it. It tastes oh, like a red that, yeah. delicious. That's Hello. weird. And I don't like red delicious. But this red's delicious. <laughs> oh, it's actually pretty good. Postabon, Manzana, apple flavored soda. We've had a lot of soda. I want to get to this because I know people are going to come at me. Because it's this is a throwback to... Not all songs need to be This isn't Woodstock yeah. 99. I'm a classic no. man. Right? This is Woodstock 69. This we're is going six- old. Yes, we're back to 69. Put it on a little record, your personal little record player. We're Takashi 69, baby. All right? Mm-hmm. Just give me, I got my rainbow hair, but I also got a rainbow behind me and I got gold boots on, all right? Well, and you're, you're a live wire, so you might come in with face paint. I don't know. Uh, new tattoo Junga, on your forehead. What does he say? Get in my <laughs> belly. That's so fucking. Junga again, Junga. guys, do guys. If you're out there and we're on the same page, wow, you guys are impressive. All right, so set the scene. You got a little girl. Mm-hmm. She's playing with trains. I picture her outside, mm-hmm. kind of dirty New York seventies here. Sure, Probably animated. Yeah. It's got a little nice hand-me-down train. This yeah, clearly your mother or father's or even grandparents' train. Sure. Little boy walks up to her. Mussy hair, kind of. All right. Hey, Darlene, what you doing? Nothing much, Tony. Just playing with my trains. What? But you're a girl. So? Trains are for boys. Enter. This is where I need your help because you're the visual. Mm -hmm. You're the. Enter my narrator. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I can't get around. A walking bill, a walking right, right, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm seeing. So I don't know what a narrator that would um, discourage gender norms would look like. What but if it's, it's an uh, animated like a, figure, a toy man, a what? You know what I mean? Like a, a a anthropomorphic, like the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz, but he's got like a top for a head. You know, tinker toy. Like it's a it's a walking toy. Oh, it's the embodiment of toys or play. That's because he's there to say that all toys are. Maybe he's just a train conductor in a dress. Mm. (laughs) Or made a top with legs. Yeah. A top. (laughs) Yes. All right. There's the storyteller. Oh, boy. Now, Tony, don't you know that trains are for everyone? Not just boys. In fact, there are no toys that are just for boys. This whole world. Is for both boys and girls. Listen up. Now, this is... I gotta tell you. 
this fucking line crushes because it's one of those lines and it's my mm-hmm. bridge and this is where I'm getting beat up over the head. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it makes all the sense. All right, listen. You gotta like what you love. Whether it's a baby doll or a baseball glove. You gotta like what you love. There's no need to push and shove. Cause everybody likes what they love. Right? Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean boys can play with dolls? Oh yeah! Dolls are great! And girls can play baseball? That's right! Just as good as boys, or better! As long as you like it. Now this one's a weird breakdown that I can't get right. As long as you like it. Take the ball and spike it. Take the handles and bike it. Now kids, take control and mic it. It doesn't work. Great. That's where the it comes in, but now the kids sing. You gotta like what you love. Whether you're a strong cat or a pretty dove. Yeah, you got... Yeah, you got it. We're all the same. So we like the same things. You gotta... And together, you gotta like what you love. From the fish below to the plains above. Yeah, you gotta like what you love. Basie breakdown. Mm -hmm. Your oats. Because if you like what you love, and you love what you like, then it's all hits and zero strikes. So, you gotta like mm-hmm. what you love. No, I gotcha. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> There's no way around I, it. I see what they're saying, though. <laughs> Could you get away with alternating? You gotta love what you like. And it wouldn't change... No, no. If you just for that one bridge, uh, basically you can love what you love, you can like what you like, and then you come around at the end, and it doesn't mess up the rhyme because you're using both love and like. But instead of saying like what you love, you can just you can love what you love, you can like what you like, and keep it that way. You could. I'm just saying, I'm just floating it out there. I'm not judging you. I don't, I personally, I think it's fun because it's silly. I get that. I understand when someone's like, well, it doesn't make sense. Of course you like what you love. You got to. You got to. I'm telling you, everybody you out there. Just tweak the phrasing for the love, love what you love, love like what you love. Or always love. Yeah. Like what you like. Everybody loves what they love. Because that's what life... Ah, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Think about it. Just saying. I'm just saying. Don't don't scrap what you got. But on our, your thought bubble, just you need another need another leg with with no securing nut. So if it falls off, it falls off. Yeah, but it's a... Of course you like what you like. And of course you love what you love. But can you like what you love? No, because you already love it. That's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. You can't love what you like because you only like it. And that's the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm picturing you doing a <laughs> presenting it at the, the children's song convention and everybody gets a shot, but you have to preface it in front of all the kids. So you're like, okay, so, okay, 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 okay. Let me set it up. <laughs> Everybody's just like, okay. You could just sing it though. No, no, but here's the thing. You can't, 
love what you like, you gotta like what you love first. There's a there's a hierarchy of of love and like. So normally I don't let people behind the curtain. But mm. I threw that line out there as a single thing when Meg talked yeah. about writing a kid's song. I said, you know, yeah. you gotta like what you love. And they Scoff. scoffed me. Yeah. So dad sat I'll down put his reading glasses on and said, I'll fucking show you. And that is why we all have the most pitiful, (laughs) bizarre thing you all just heard. I'm not a a complete moron. I only create out of spite. It doesn't even make sense. Because it's even the, you got to like what you love. It does kind of fit with the boy and girl theme, but not really. They're like two different things. Yeah, the no, baseball reference of that that does kind of work. All right, it's now I'm, I'm picturing old Will Shakespeare chewing on the end of a feather, <laughs> working on something <laughs> to be or not to be, and his wife goes, "Ha! Right. To be or not? What does that mean? You, you fool!" And he's be like, or "You're not. I'm gonna fucking show you what it means. You scag, go out and get some groceries." <laughs> He writes fucking. I was going to say he writes Shakespeare. <laughs> what is that, Macbeth? To be or not? It's Hamlet. Fuck. I always get the two mixed up. Hamlet and Macbeth. They're kind of the same. Yeah, it's got a guy going slowly going crazy. In right? murder. There's murder in both. Which one has the wife? That is Macbeth. Because uh, no. they kill the king to be the king. Hamlet has a girlfriend. Wait, Hamlet is the son of Macbeth, isn't he? Ah, oh, boy, no. I'm getting it mixed up. Who holds the... Hamlet holds a skull to be or not to be? Who gets mm-hmm. the poison in the ear? Which king gets the poison in the ear? Hamlet's dad. Yes, who's got a wife? Yes, who? Hamlet's dad was poisoned by his uncle, and then his uncle marries his mom. And yeah. that's why he's freaking out. So stepmom, I guess. No, his mom. His uncle marries his mom. She's not a step? No. Full. That's my Which reimagining. <laughs> so what's different about this? She's the stepmom. Stepmom. Come on. You know kids and they're, you know, they got mixed families now. They got steps and they got uncles. <laughs> Uncle Hamlet. Ew. <laughs> Uncle Hamlet. That's not my favorite name. You don't see a lot of kids <laughs> named Hamlet, do no. you? No. You would honestly, Surprised. in this day and age, I thought... I just read some strange fact last night before slumber. So like, it's like a half dream. Sure. But it was a percentage of names now that end in like E-G-E-R. Like kids named Trigger. Oh, okay. Digger and like it's the act activity of doing something. So it was like, oh, okay. Tugger. All right. Tugger. Like stuff like that it was like. I was like, you would think you'd be a more of a Hamlet. Hamlet out there. Uncle Hamlet. That, <laughs> Uncle that Hamlet. sound is... Sad that rolls dude, off man. the tongue like Doesn't a it? sweet comedy fucking mint. Oh my god. Uncle Uncle Hamlet. Oh man. Everything about that is rich. We'll to, and it's like we'll a stew on Uncle gravy. Because you don't want Uncle Hamlet coming over. Not a no. fucking chance. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but I'm surprised. And you, you, and you also don't just want to be left 
you know, in those family get togethers and they're, the conversation works when it's going around and then that conversation pitters out and people leave and it's just, oh, oh Uncle Hamlet. Fuck, I'm sitting. What are we going to talk about? You're just watching him eat his pie because you're the last two people left at the dessert table. And it's a it's a meat pie, too, because oh, he's Uncle Hamlet. He has savory desserts. <laughs> Uncle Hamlet loves savory desserts. His mutton pie? God, it stinks. I never. <laughs> the way my brain works. Is... Uncle Hamlet still lives with your grandma. Oh, never moved out. Well, for a period, he lived in Chicago for and nobody knows why. You're just like, <laughs> he's like, for three months, I lived in the Windy City. You're like, why? Did you go to school? Did you? And then just pitters away. You know, yeah. you find out he was a stewardess on a train. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his job because he can't punch the tickets correctly. Oh, God. Uh, Uncle Hamlet. Oh, I was just going to say, my brain doesn't work well with uh, uh, mixed meat pie. Almost destroyed mm-hmm. me. Just the term oh, yeah. meat pie, because I was like, no, but pies are fruit and crust. And somebody's no, like, no, the king was eating, you know, it's it guts. At a little age. The knuckles. You know, yeah. The nursery rhymes are like, old King Peter, meat pies. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> or those are the, those are the tales my mom told me. Or the, like, what was the one nursery rhyme that had the black pie? Yeah. Or sticking your thumb in and getting a plum out? Nothing, because I was like, I never had a plum Ew, pie. plum? Plum pie. Gross. And he stuck uh, his thumb. So it's whole plums. Whole plums. It's, it's just, that's like frontier shit. It's like, yeah. ooh, what is that? It's Oh, it's ragweed pie. Right, because. With the milk thistle juice. Because mm. meat pie, one of the best scenes you can see with meat pie is. Like the last season of Game of Thrones, the first episode of the last season, when um, Stark takes her revenge out on that king that kills her mom and her brother, you know the in the oh yeah wedding. the guy at the she, towers she the... feeds him fucking meat pie and that's how I always envision meat pie because it just looked like taco meat sloppy and fucking you, oh he finds a finger in it that's right <laughs> oh really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had plenty of time to watch it. There's a whole new show out, for God's sake. Ah, you getting into that one? I guess we're probably winding. I think bit. we're Ash and I will probably watch it. We like but you have you're not religiously save like, a I couple gotta... save a couple apps episodes. If I, you got, I I'm at a point where I am not excited in the least for anything that's a prequel. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just. Like, this Game of Thrones one seems somewhat interesting because it's a couple hundred years. Like, sure. if you're going to do a prequel, like, if you're going to do a Star Wars prequel, can you do it a thousand years before anything I've ever seen? Right. So I at least have the ability to get a new story that has no DNA other than just broad strokes to something. Sure. I want a midquel. Give me Go a mid breakdown. Something you, I, they oh, kind of did. You know what a midquel was? There's um, one coming Rogue out. Rogue One was a midquel. Now they got a spinoff about the guy. In so it's Rogue a prequel one? to the midquel called Andor. No shit. <laughs> wow. It's a prequel Get to a prequel. Money, baby. Which is a midquel. Get that money. Speaking Ethan. of prequels, but not, if you got the, 
if you got it in you, it is a very interesting documentary by W. Kamau Bell. It was on Showtime, but a lot of people have. It's called Let's Talk About Cosby. Oh, okay. It is really, really fascinating um, because it just kind of breaks down what it does talk to a lot of like people of color because Bill Cosby kind of became their mentor. Because oh, sure. They, a lot of people are like, yeah, he was the first black teacher I had because 90 yeah. percent of teachers are white, you know, in this country. And he's, you know, when he made the shift to mm-hmm. education. But anyways, it's a breakdown. Like, how do we talk about Cosby? Is that what's called? Did right. I say that? How do we talk about it? Because yeah. he's been this force for so long, but he's such a monster. Yeah. Uh, can It's like one of those things. Can you disassociate? One yeah. facet of a person from another facet, like is it worth it to do? It should it be done, right? And you just, I didn't, I just forgot how huge of a star he was long before mm-hmm. the Cosby Show, with like I Spy yeah. and shit, and just oh the, yeah, I always forget about that era as well. Oh my god, and handsome devil, handsome, handsome looking like fucking movie star. Who sure. went from being a barback nice in 1961 to being Fuck. one of the biggest comedians in the world by 1963? Like some guys. Damn, like, it was you tell that funny quick. Stories, Bill. Yeah, it was that quick. Fuck. He was on the Jack Parr show two years after he decided to start doing comedy. Wow. But I mean, oh boy, these shows how hit the level of like comedic, just intelligence across the board, but like. To acquire that in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. Like, wow. I just assumed it was, you know, a decade of huffing it out. Damn, dude. But, yeah, you have to have some, uh, you're going to grit your teeth because these women, mainly they do, they, they, the, the thread is talking to the victims of his Mm -hmm. fucking assaults. Yeah. And you just ugh, Cosby, man. Big fan of the mouth. She's a real beast. Real. You. Yeah. Real aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you in general. Uncle Hamlet. He is an Uncle Hamlet. They're like, like quieting you with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, be yeah. quiet. <laughs> and then, no, you pig. Eat your pig pie, pig! <laughs> he is. Bill Cosby is Uncle Hamlet. He's not America's dad. He's Uncle Hamlet. He was Hamlet. supposed to be. That was the hot sequel after Ghost Dad. A- He's just America's doing dad? parental figures. Ghost Dad, Uncle Hamlet was in the in the uh, oven. Fell Mr. through. Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ghost Dad, Mr. Bones. <laughs> That's a, uh, you know. What, what else can you say, uh? Uh, what else is like uh, 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 afterlife style? You have Ghost Dad. You have Mr. Bones. Dr. My stepdad, Spectre. the mummy. Yeah. What? Tony Coffins. I, it doesn't matter. Tony Coffins. <laughs> <laughs> He's just selling bootleg coffins. <laughs> oh, Tony's coffins. Crushed purple velvet suit. There is a crate. They show a bunch of movies. He made like 10 movies between I Spy and The Cosby Show that never hit. The two you know about are like kind of buddy movies with um, Sidney Poitier. 
But there's one where he plays a fucking hooven devil in full fucking red makeup and horns that like controls hell and it is real weird to see. Oh, I'm sure. Threw his back behind that one, apparently. Oh, boy. This guy is throwing his back. Well, on that Throwing his back out. Eating those big sandwiches. That guy, man. What a fucking dilemma. It's not, to me, it's not a dilemma. um, I I can see why it is to a lot of people. Does it sadden me that something from my childhood is sullied? Do I everything? Am I old enough to move on? Yeah, exactly. Everything from our childhood is sullied. The only thing that saddens me about that sully is how horrendous victims involved that aren't my mm, my childish dreams. It was like, no, he committed sexual acts against people. Yeah, he is a sexual uh, serial rapist. Like I'm like you can be like oh I'm sullied because the GI Joe movie sucked and I liked that cartoon <laughs> yeah I liked the Cosby Show but my experience was already sullied because he made a second Cosby Show that wasn't as good this doesn't oh, yeah. sully my experience it just makes me uh it's a shame it's a shame. shamed I'm sh- for shame for go shame. to church and open a do Uncle Hamlet. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I bet those motherfuckers would defend him. All right, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but they would. He put that $50,000 cigar out guy. He loves sandwiches and cigars. Guy, man. And, and or, he loved orange soda or something, right? So there's that great oh, episode yeah. where he gives birth to a, a sandwich and orange soda and a, like a, a yacht. thing of mustard. <laughs> no, his son-in-law gives birth to the yacht because right. his son-in-law's the yuppie. Sullied. That episode. Yeah, what a fucking monster. Yeah, if you got it in you... Check yeah. it out. Sounds good. Because it doesn't... In the worst it doesn't, way possible. W. Kamabal is like, I'm not fucking... Cosby gets no part of this in Perth because yeah. he's like, we're talking to the victims. And they're, mm-hmm. it's, they're, they have no right to be impeded upon by his fucking... By him. By Uncle Hamlet, you know. So, I think that was the right way to go. All right, well, we love you and there's nothing you can do, do about, about it. it. We love you and we like you because you gotta like what you do about it. Insert rockin' music here. Ring a ring. Boys love to yeah. I'm, I'm going to take another swig. I'm just going to, off the dome, just tell you what's coming. Ooh, oh, Billy. Oh. <laughs> Look out. Leather couch, I swear. Uh, I'm going to throw some back here. I don't spend a lot of time looking at the bottle. I spend a lot of time chugging the bottle. <laughs> go, 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 go. Oh, shut up. Jordan, love you, brother. You know, the, the the leader that you are, you've already kind of steered this and a, you know, a, towards Christ. I can't help and, it. And, um, you know, I was I was thinking that this portion of the episode would be the more serious point, but I, I, I love, I love how you were able to work it into the, the, you know, the funny, the goof section of the, the podcast. But, you know, that and that, that's a, just a good way to reach, reach the people. Right. We want to get real about our faith, yeah. and we want to bring the, the do thing full circle, God. And we just want to let you in tonight. 
and we just want to feel your presence Hallelujah. here. So just just fill this space, fill our cup, fill our cup. Our, you know, the, the Bible says our cup is half half full. It's overflowing, and the, the, my cup runneth over. Uh, live wire, an energetic and unpredictable person. Oh, okay. But now, now does that make you think of anybody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 to be honest with you, it come, I think of a lot of people... Uh, when when I read oh, that, okay, sure, but I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't just scream me to you, I, I mean, I don't, know. I yeah. mean, you know, think of some of these uh, retreats. You know, I bust out, I, I bust into the room, and I got my face painted for no reason. <laughs> okay, just, get in my belly, some just <laughs> yeah, real yeah, random stuff yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you know, you're right. You are a live wire, but but the heck but, yeah, and uh, not to be remiss if we didn't mention Chakitsa. The food of the gods. Food of the gods, that's right. Dessert pizzas. You guys have never had anything like this. Go out. It's on Tylersville Road at the uh, right off 75 there, guys. You will not miss it. It is unbelievable. Sarah, Sarah asked me to bring one home just about every day, and I say, babe, you, you, you got to <laughs> watch that figure if I'm going to stick around. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe how about once a week instead of every day, babe? <laughs> Or why don't you go pick it up while I'm working all day so that I can eat it sooner Exactly. I, I mean, if it's so much to ask for for me to come home to a nice chakiza for once, you know. Uh, you know, and I and she knows the she knows her role. Right. I'm Jordan. I'm Dustin. And this has been the Mountain Dew Votional Series. We'll see you next time. Don't, don't keep your dew in the, the pew. pew. Thank you so much, guys. And we are coming to you right now from the gorgeous brand spanking new podcast studios here inside Expel Youth Ministries. I shouldn't complain. Thanks for keeping me honest. And, and really, I just want things to be normal again. I just want to get back to church as we knew it. <laughs> no kidding. And then when we can see all the, the kids' faces without masks on, that'll be really something. Oh, yeah. Especially certain healthy ladies in big church. There definitely are some major cuties out there. I'm not going to lie. Look, it's, 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 I'm not going to act on it. It's not creepy. We're just calling out God's beautiful creation. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm just... It's, no problems. You know, it's like, what, if I, what, would you rather me lie about it? Right. So when Heather and I are out, we'll, I'll see a total babe, and I'm, I'm going to look. I mean... Well, that's, hey... It's what I tell her. God created that, and I, I'm going <laughs> to look. You're right. That's just a part... That's a part of his glorious I, creation, bud. Exactly. Look, and if he didn't want guys to be checking, you know, checking stuff out, he wouldn't have made us like right, this. Right. He made us horn dogs. <laughs> Seems like she has some new project in mind every couple years that... Of course, gets she gets to spend my money on, you know. But right, right, you got to right. make her happy, you know. Okay. Happy wife, happy life. That's okay. what I always say. Well, um, do you want to move on, or do you want to do you want to ask me about my week, or do you just want to? Yeah, let's go ahead and move on uh, and and get started on this week's uh, do, which is code red. I know this is one of your favorites. Yeah, I actually bought this one. Funny story, really funny story. I actually bought this one last week instead of Livewire, and then I had to go back. And get live wire. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle Show classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Revelation make an awesome movie. If you're making a like a Christian, like a Bible movie, like, straight to Revelation. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, like a Bruce Willis action movie exactly. mixed with like a three headed lion. All kinds with of Danny stuff. Glover on the back with double machine guns <laughs> coming in. I mean. <laughs> That you need a code red from God. Maybe you're getting a code red from God. Maybe you're getting one right now. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you're looking at stuff you're not supposed to be looking at. Okay, we all have internet access, and we're not going to pretend 
that we don't know what's out there. Right. Because there's some stuff that's, you know, there's some stuff that's out there that we know that we shouldn't be looking at. And the ease of access is really, you know, I got a lot of guys that come up to me after the service and okay. real privately. And, and, I, and I won't mention any names or anything, but they say. So are we setting a double standard there if we're saying, you know, it's okay to look if you don't act on it. But then we're also talking about Internet access and kids. So explain to me how there's there's not a double standard there. Yeah, well, because we're the we're the leaders okay. of the church. Okay. And, you know, kind of, and I don't want to say what we say goes, but we're, we're giving you straight from the Word of God. Okay. And, and I feel like our, given our age compared to the flock that we oversee, we, we have been through some stuff. We are wiser. We can flirt with the gray areas a little more than the, the kids can. Exactly, because they're so black and white now, the whole PC movement and oh, everything. Don't... I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a safe space. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing that's so black and white with them now that they're... And it turns these kids upside down, you know? They, they, they don't know... How to how to walk that line? Yeah, and it's like total snowflake, more like a blizzard. <laughs> okay, so we challenged our flock, and and by flock I don't mean just mean our youth group. I also mean the podcast listeners too, who at this point are mostly just our youth group kids. But we, we're growing. branching out. We're it's we're growing. And we asked them to provide us some questions regarding Code Red or, or some experiences in their lives. My Code Red is not your Code Red. We want to exactly. hear what your code red is. It doesn't have to be lust every time. Sure. And so, you know, we did, we, we skimmed through some of these. Some of them you could see right from the gate. You just... You yeah, just I mean, it's like talking to them. I'm not going to read that. Yeah. So, I, but I, you know, I thought it might be fun to just kind of pick one out of the hat here and just go for it. And because okay. we're, you know, we this is what we do. We think on our feet. We're guys. We're right. tough. You know, we throw me a challenge and I'm going to, I'm going to tackle it. Yeah, that's your style. So I'm just picking one out here. Oh, Okay. Got an email here from Daniel Reeves. Love that kid. Good kid, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Danny. Danny, Danny boy. Danny boy. Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. He, uh, you guys, some of you may know him from the youth group band. He is the bass player. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. All right, let's see what he has to say. In my best narrator voice. Here we go. <laughs> What's up, guys? Loving the podcast so far. Super fun concept. Anyway... I'm hitting a point in my life where I'm really struggling with lust and masturbation. This is a little sensitive, so I'd really appreciate it if you didn't use my name. Anyway, sometimes the urge feels uncontrollable, and it's causing a lot of turmoil in my life. Please help. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for that email. Hey, I just want to crack open the word for Daniel real quick, if I can. Um, Daniel, um, my mind immediately goes to Matthew five twenty eight, and, and thank oh, you for yeah. for being candid with us. We, we really appreciate we appreciate that, you bringing your entire person to the podcast, your whole self. Thank you. This is Matthew thank five twenty eight. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Amen. Wow. And and. and like you said, it mostly applies to the teenagers. Yeah, well, we're we're married men and we're leaders, and we, we we've we've walked the walk for a long time. Absolutely, and, and we can flirt with the gray areas because we know how to get the train back on the track. Absolutely, and we you know we just we have the experience. We know what we're about. We know how you know we know what makes us tick, and we know what's good and bad. And that's the thing about you know I know what makes you tick. <clears throat> some people do. Some some people don't. Sarah seems to not. No, it makes me tick. Okay. 
Well, that's a, we'll get into that off mic. Okay. Praying for you. Yeah, thank you. 